Please be aware, the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases, even offensive. Therefore, listener discretion is advised. You know what? There's adult content ahead, and you've been warned. Welcome, heathens. Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I'm your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the weird, wonderful, unexplained, eerie, scary, and downright unbelievable. There will be tales of ghosts, murder, supernatural beings, and some unexplained mysteries. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, Relax and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well, I don't know about the rest of you guys, but I've been home so much and, you know, watching Netflix and HBO Max and whatever else is out there. I started thinking about how the whole Rona is going to affect movie and movie theaters. So I thought we might look into the way that we remember movies since, you know, they might just be a memory at this point. Anyways, with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight. The choice of libation is yours, my darlings, so choose your poison accordingly. Alright, let's get down to the game part. How about every time I say, line, that is going to be a single shot. We're going to get drunk tonight. And every time I say Mandela, that's going to be a double shot. All right, now that we've got the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's Dark Enigma and a deep and quirky look into the Mandela effect at the movies. A very strange phenomenon that has been reported by vast swaths of the population is known as the Mandela Effect, which entails a mass misremembering of events, facts, or details. Yeah, it's not, you know, I'm not going to go play Sunset Day. Okay, that was for the 90s people. These can involve anything from pop culture to historical events, and often leave those who are faced with a reality much different than they remember well, a little bit in shock or a little bit bewildered. It's an uncomfortable feeling to have the memories and reality that you think you know and remember to be, well, fundamentally different than what one thought. And instances of the Mandela Effect are numerous. One area that has proven to be a wellspring of examples of the Mandela Effect are movies. In many cases, ones that are beloved all over the world and yet are not as we may remember them to be, or so we think. Starting with one of the older movies where the Mandela Effect can be seen, we have the iconic The Wizard of Oz, which actually has numerous instances of this in effect. The first is the famous line when Dorothy says to her dog Toto, Toto, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. It is such an iconic line that it's even known by people who've never even seen the movie. And it's become a very popular phrase that you use to signify when things are getting, well, a little weird. However, Dorothy never actually says that. She, in fact, says, Toto, I've a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. It's close, but enough of a discrepancy that it, well, drives people crazy. 
Also in the good old Wizard of Oz is the famous scene when the Wicked Witch commands her army of creepy flying monkeys to fly, my pretties, fly. Only she does not say that as you may remember, but rather she just says, fly, fly, fly. This is such a well-known and widespread mistake that the line is often misquoted in popular culture to this day. There's also the line near the end of the film, when the ragtag group finally reaches the titular wizard and Toto pulls back the curtain to reveal an old man at the controls of his machinery, invoking a thunderous voice that many people remember as saying, Pay no mention to the man behind the curtain! Yet, this is not what's said either. The line is actually, Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. The Wizard of Oz has even more instances of the Mandela Effect, but you know what? We're going to come back to that one later. We're going to switch gears for a moment and go to a rather older, but even more rather famous line from a movie that is often misrepresented, and that's from the film Oliver Twist. When Oliver asks the evil taskmaster Mr. Brumble for a second helping of porridge. Most will probably remember very well that he says, Please, sir, can I have some more? I know, you love the accent, right? I'm trying. But what he really says is, Please, sir, I want some more. This line is often is also often misquoted in popular culture, and it really rubs people the wrong way when they realize the line that they thought they knew is wrong. So convinced are they of this particular memory. There are numerous other lines from more modern movies that are persistently remembered wrong by most people, and some of them can be quite jarring when one is confronted with that real line. A very memorable one is the line from the movie Jaws, when the character Brody takes a look at their inadequate boat and tells the grizzled shark hunter Quint, we're going to need a bigger boat. That's the line, right? Because they're a team and they're about to go on a hunt for the shark together, and we need a bigger boat, right? Hmm. You may remember it so intensely, but no. He actually says, you're going to need a bigger boat, which seems to not make sense in this context and is much different than we all think we can recall. Yet another example of an oft-quoted line being wrong comes from the great Clint Eastwood, starring in 1971's action film Dirty Harry. Oh, I love that movie. After running down a criminal and having a brief shootout, Harry looms over the criminal, points his gun at him, and says, Do you feel lucky, punk? This is quoted this way again and again and again. But you know what? It's wrong. The real line is, Do I feel lucky? With the whole line being, You gotta ask yourself one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? This is another very unsettling one when people realize it, because so many remember it wrong in exactly the same way, and this line has become a rather famous example of the Mandela Effect. Moving on, we come to the 1982 Harrison Ford science fiction classic Blade Runner. Every fan of the original Worth Their Salt knows the monologue that the replicant Ray Batty gives at the end just before he dies, right? The one about sea beams glittering in the dark and those attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. All of these memories will be lost like tears in the rain. Many people can probably quote this whole memorable monologue by heart. But 
they're probably quoting it wrong. Because Batty actually never says, like tears in the rain, but rather just tears in rain, with no the. It is enough of a change from what we insist we remember to seem strikingly odd. Let's move on to the famous courtroom drama starring Al Pacino and Justice for All. It also has the famous and oft-quoted line, I'm out of order, you're out of order, this whole court's out of order. Which, well, I hate to say it, is not even what he says. But what he does say is, you're out of order, you're out of order, the whole trial is out of order, they're out of order. I know, just killing off all those great movies that we've been watching. But you know what? Good reason to watch them again, right? The list of such lines goes on and on. Do you remember in E.T. the extraterrestrial when E.T. says phone home? He actually says the off-sounding home phone. (laughs) James Bond never says the name's Bond, James Bond, but instead simply says, my name is Bond, James Bond. In the movie The Silence of the Lambs, Hannibal Lecter never says, hello Clarice, but just good morning. So where in the world did we get, hello Clarice? The Silence of the Lambs has another such anomalous line when the serial killer Buffalo Bill is giving instructions to his captured prey to apply a lotion to her skin. As he looks on, many people will clearly remember him saying, it puts lotion on its skin. But he in fact says, it rubs lotion on its skin. This mistake has also been regurgitated again and again in popular culture in TV shows such as Family Guy and even South Park. But it's wrong. As with many of these, it's a small, subtle difference, but one that so many people remember exactly the same wrong way, and which has a way of being a bit weird, and of not sounding right on some fundamental level. Because I have to admit, when I say them correctly, it sounds wrong. There is also the first of Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings films, The Fellowship of the Ring. Ugh. And you guys know that I'm a huge J.R.R. Tolkien fan, so this one blew my mind. After confronting the terrifying monstrous Balrog, the whole place starts dramatically crumbling down around our heroes, and the wizard Gandalf, which incidentally is oddly remembered as being incorrectly spelled as G-H-A-N-D-A-L-F by a lot of people, he finds himself precariously hanging from a yawning chasm below, He then commands the rest of the group to, as you may remember, run you fools. However, he really says, fly you fools, which doesn't even really seem to make sense in this situation, but there it is. And you know what? I had to go back and read it and yeah, that's what it says. And I was blown away. Also quite odd is the line from the Alien Invasion movie, Independence Day, wherein Will Smith's character shoots down one of the aliens and then punches it out while saying, Welcome to Earth! It's very often remembered that he says this with the pronunciation, Welcome to Earth! But he very clearly and ambiguously says just Earth. Anyways, that one was kind of subtle anyways. Not even animated films are exempt from this phenomenon, In the original film, Snow White, what do the seven dwarfs sing during their march? Can you remember? Can you picture that song? It's hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work we go. Right? That's right, isn't it? Wrong. 
they actually sing, hi-ho, hi-ho, it's home from work we go. It's quite an unsettling revelation for many, as it's a song that they remember so fondly from our childhood, and which we feel must surely correctly remember it, right? But the dwarves, the dwarves weren't on their way to work, but rather on their way home. So it's off to work we go is indeed said once in the movie, and it's almost like a false start, but the main song in the film and its official lyrics have them singing, Home from Work. I know totally weird, right? I don't know about you, but I'm still singing it wrong. I don't care. The the animated movie Alice in Wonderland also has a misremembered line as the Cheshire Cat never says, we're all mad here, as many are sure he says in the movie, but rather he says, most everyone is mad here. The Alice in Wonderland film hosts another example of the Mandela effect in that the characters Tweedledee and Tweedledum are almost always remembered as having tiny propellers on their hats. Yet, if you go back and look, you'll find that there are actually no propellers, but rather little yellow flags. And again, that's on the original cartoon version of Alice in Wonderland. Don't send me emails about the 19-whatever-it-was or the 2000 version. I don't care about that one. Anyways, there are also the non-quotes, which are famous lines everyone distinctly remembers, but which never actually even existed at all, such as the Hello Clarice from Silence of the Lambs. For instance, let's think back. Picture the science fiction movie The Matrix in your mind. Do you remember when Neo finally confronts Morpheus and is told about the true nature of reality in the red pill scene? Morpheus goes on to a monologue that begins with, What if I told you? Right? You're probably closing your eyes and thinking, Yeah, I remember that. You probably totally remember that line, and you hear that clearly in your head, and no less in Lawrence Fishburne's deep, fabulous voice. The thing is, What if I told you is never said in this scene, nor is it uttered in the movie at all. And this baffles a lot of people because the line is very strongly remembered and iconic to the point that it's even a meme. But in fact, it was never even said. So, where did it come from? And why did it pop into our collective heads so intensely? No one knows. Another very famous line that nearly everyone knows comes from the original Tarzan movies from the early 1900s, where everyone knows that Tarzan would say, Me Tarzan, you Jane, right? Well, no. He never says that at any point at all. Similarly, anyone who knows the series of films and TV shows Star Trek will probably have the line, Beam me up, Scotty, immediately spring to mind. After all, it is a major feature of Star Trek, isn't it? Indeed, people who have never even heard of Star Trek probably have been exposed to this line, and it is incredibly pervasive. Yet, it's never actually said at any point, ever. Captain Kirk at no point ever says, Beam me up, Scotty, in any incarnation of the series. Also commonly remembered from Star Trek, but never actually appearing, is the line, It's life, Jim, but not as we know it, which just simply doesn't exist. One of the most famous of our Mandela Effect non-quotes is the line, Play it again, Sam, from the movie Casablanca, which is not once said at any point in the film. The closest thing that we have in the movie is the line, Play it once, Sam, for old time's sake. Now I know you're thinking, movie lines, okay, 
Well, movie lines aren't the only things that get mixed mixed up and misremembered. And another type of Mandela effect in films has to do with mistaken details of the films or characters. Some of these have to do with the titles of movies or with character names. For instance, many may remember the famous 1979 Vietnam War movie as being called Deer Hunter, when it's actually called The Deer Hunter. I know, little similarities, but whatever. The famous villainess from the Disney animated movie 101 Dalmatians is often remembered as Cruella DeVille, as C-R-U-E-L-L-A, last name D-E-V-I-L-L-E. But did you actually know that it's Cruella is correct, but her last name is D-E space V-I-L? Yeah, we've been spelling it wrong all this time, you guys. It seems quite wrong to a great many people, but... I hate to tell you it's correct. The same kind of mistake with names can be seen with the movie Gremlins, where Gizmo's nemesis is fondly remembered as being named Spike, when in actuality his name was Stripe, which is completely different. Now that one was really funny because when I was writing this up, I actually was watching Gremlins and just sat there and went, holy crap, I've been calling him Spike all this time. Anyways... There are also other details from movies, characters, and even movie posters that people get wrong and which are chalked up to the Mandela effect. A famous one is that the beloved Star Wars character C-3PO is not all gold, but rather has one silver leg, which is a bit jolting to those who have actually seen the movies countless times and has never even noticed it. Also from Star Wars, everyone thinks that Obi-Wan Kenobi says, May the Force be with you. But did you realize that it's actually Han Solo that says that? Anyways, let's come back to The Wizard of Oz, because I know you've been missing it. Have you ever realized that in one scene in the film, the Scarecrow can clearly be seen holding a silver Magnum 357 handgun? Nobody remembers this having ever been in the movie before, but there it is, clear as day, made even more bizarre in that a handgun never appears in the numerous stage productions based off the movie. And this further cements The Wizard of Oz as a wellspring of the Mandela Effect. Another quite strange and famous example of a startling and widely misremembered movie detail can be found in the original 1984, The Karate Kid film. Can you envision Daniel's iconic headband in the movie, which he even wears in, in the final showdown? What color is it in your mind? How exactly does it look? The majority of people will probably remember it as having a low red rising sun against a white background on it, but you'd be wrong. Go back, watch it now. The headband actually features a central black circle with black lines radiating out from it, which can be quite a bit of a surprise and looks way different than what we remember. Even weirder is that some people even remember it as being blue. There is an odd detail that everyone seems to get wrong in the classic 1973 horror film, The Exorcist, as well. In the exorcism scene, when the possessed Regan is confronted by the priest and tied to the bed, she now has a feeding tube inserted in her nose. A jolting detail, considering most people insist that such a tube was never there before, but go back and watch it, my friends. I promise you it's there, and it will blow your mind. Even movie posters don't escape the Mandela effect. Perhaps the most well-known example of this is the iconic original poster for the movie Jaws. 
It's very often remembered as exhibiting a clear, stylized bite mark taken out of the lower portion of the J. But in fact, this bite mark has never existed in the poster. I know, right? Another example is the poster for Terminator 2 Judgment Day, spelled J-U-D-G-M-E-N-T, which oddly enough is already often misremembered as being spelled J-U-D-G-E-M-E-N-T Day. In this case, the problem is with the sloping of the letter A, which is adamantly remembered as being different and looking off for quite a few of us. But I promise you, there's no E in there. So we've looked at just a few of the more well-known examples of this mysterious Mandela effect as it affects movies and our memory, although there are so many more that I just barely scratched the surface with it. So the question is, is what's going on here, and why do so many of us remember things so differently from the way that they actually are, and we remember them in exactly the same wrong way? What is that? For some, this is merely a memory glitch or a trick of the mind. Mistakes and misinformation that get picked up and spread until it all takes a life of its own and manages to convince people that the error is the way it really should have been. We become convinced that the false memory is real, and it becomes so lodged in our head that it completely usurps the original memory. The mystery is why it spreads to so many people in the same way, rather than just being an isolated case. That's the interesting point. Others think that this is a hint that at least a portion of the population has shifted between parallel worlds that are very similar but in which certain details don't quite line up exactly in subtle but noticeable ways. Yeah, those people that wear the tinfoil hats believe that. I honestly don't believe that. Still, others think that it's evidence that reality has been retroactively tampered with somehow possibly time travel, and that we've splintered off into an alternate timeline while retaining certain memories from the old timeline. Now I have to admit, that one, I like that theory. I will put my tinfoil hat on for that one, because that sounds kind of cool. Perhaps even more bizarre still is the idea that we live in a computer simulation, and these are either glitches in the program or someone deliberately changing and tweaking our simulated reality for inscrutable purposes. You know, just to fuck with us. I like that one too. In the end, there's no evidence that any interdimensional travel or timeline alteration has, occur has occurred, nor any real concrete rational answer. But either way, the Mandela Effect continues to be an odd anomaly that is weird and, well, entertaining at the very least. And with that, my darlings, we've come to the end of our episode. Did I actually say that? Did you really hear me say that? Who knows? Anyways, I thank you for joining me here today, and I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have suggestions for a future show, or you just want to tell me what you think, or maybe tell me what you think you heard, <laughs> drop me a line because I do reply to all emails. On that note, that's all the time I have for you this evening. I do thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio, and don't forget to tune in next time, my darlings. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.